What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of the Double Minor Podcast with Brock Byer and Ryan Drury. I'm Ryan. Double Minor Podcast coming at you. That's right. Brock out in BC. What's up, buddy? Nothing, nothing. Just chilling, you know. I uh, just got back from the rink. Happy to do this. We're going we're gonna to kill this shit. Absolutely, man. We've been talking about doing this for a long time, and it took us 400 years to figure out how to record this <laughs> damn thing. But we've got it figured I've out. Here, I've been sitting here for an hour and a half <laughs> on FaceTime with you trying to figure this out. Technology, man. I'm telling so you. So funny. It's, such, it's so brutal. You would think that two guys in their 20s that grew up in the tech era could yeah. figure out how to do this shit. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about 30 minutes away from university. I swear I was going to go drive down, grab a nerd, and tell him to come on and fix this. <laughs> Oh, man. I hear they got a lot of those out in BC, man. That's solid. Yeah, you walk everywhere. There's people with computers, people, people with notebooks. I, I can't deal with that. But. I love it. All right. Well, so first of all, why you're in BC, my buddy Brock Byer, he's, he's, a, he's a goalie. He's playing out in the BCHL. This is your second season out there, dude? Yeah, second season out here in the West Coast. Um, yeah, came here from, uh, from Windsor and you know what? I think it's one of my best decisions I've ever made, um, personally, and for my growth as a hockey player. You know, coming out here, uh, you know, you get to meet new people. Um, you know, I get to experience a different side of you know, back home in uh, Ontario. But you know, coming out here, I think uh, I think it was really well, really, really good for me. But uh, you know, um, it's fun to stay connected to all the uh, all my buddies back home, just like you, and get this uh, podcast up and running. Hell yeah, we're really excited about it. And and for those of you wondering why you mentioned Windsor, Brock, of course, played for the Windsor Spitfires for a couple years. You came up through the local Junior C loop. And I, I mean, like, I guess that's where we can start too. like a little bit of history between the two of us. Uh, I first met you when you were like 16 in, playing for it, like yeah, the Mitchell, Mitchell Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. T- uh, Corey Deets was my coach. I remember uh, I was debating. DC. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I went to, uh, I went to Stratford's camp. Uh, Brooksy had me out in Listowel and I already know that they had two goalies, but got cut from Stratford. Wasn't happy about that. And then yeah, DT offered me a spot in Mitchell. And, you know, I said, I said, let's do it. And heck, I, uh, yeah, playing back home, I, I loved every single minute of it, you know, going from Mitchell to Listowel and, you know, uh, growing up, you know, around that area, it was, uh, it was fun. It was, it was probably top funnest moments, even if funnest is a word, I don't even know, but don't care. But, um, you know, those are the, uh, those are the days that, you know, take me back to when, uh, when you're all around your buddies and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, man, this is and this is just going to be a very fucking uneducated podcast, as you yeah, can tell. Yeah, honestly, we are. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spitting out words that I don't even know are words. But, uh, you know, we're just doing this for fun. And, you know, uh, I'm excited to, for the people we're going to get on here. You know, me and you both have a lot of connections in the hockey world. Um, and, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun time. A million percent, man. Like we, we know a lot of people. We, we've experienced a lot of things. Of course, me not on the ice because I couldn't fucking hack it as a hockey player. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I did my best. But I mean, fuck, I had two cousins play in the league. I got both of them are still working in the NHL. 
So I mean that that's cool. We'll probably yeah, be able to get really cool. certainly certainly be able to get one of them on the pod at some point. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. But I mean, yeah, and if if anybody listening to this recognizes my voice, I I've been working for CKNX Radio here in Midwestern Ontario for quite a while now. I I do all the hockey broadcasts with Steve Saver and all those guys. So yeah, that kind of ties into how we met because we were covering all your games, and then yeah. when you joined up with the Cyclones, like your your career your career really took off. Yeah, that was uh, that was probably you know I I don't care. Yeah, they won the Saudi a um, couple years back, but I think that was a dream team. I don't care what anyone says. That was probably one of the funnest years of hockey I played, and I will swear I will never forget. Game six, I think. Game whatever, doesn't matter. In Listy Barn and you and Sabs, fuck, everyone was listening to our game and you guys decided just to shut down the radio when uh, when uh, Jake Lee scored that goal. What were you guys thinking, honestly? Like, what the fuck, man? Well, that, fuck. Was, probably, that, was, that was the biggest moment of Cyclones history lead to a dynasty and you guys go off air just for a coffee break that's okay wow that's a fucking gross misunderstanding (laughs) of what actually happened okay this is this is the story this is what actually fucking happened that night for anybody wondering we steve and i were doing the game and like it was still back when when listy had the old barn the memorial we are talking old I remember we had a, a, um, a mono leak or something in the barn one night. We couldn't play. Yeah, I remember that too. That's how old it was. We couldn't play against Guelph one night because we had a, a mono leak in the old Misty Men. That was so – yeah, I remember that really, really well. But, like, this was this was a little while after that. And, yeah, you guys were – yeah, you guys were playing Elmira. What, was yeah, it the Elmira series? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was. Elmira series. Yeah. It was the Elmira series to win the Cherry Cup for the first time in like twelve years or whatever, however long it had been. Long and time. It was, uh, yeah, it was Game Five because you guys clinched in Elmira in Game Six, so it yeah. was Game Five for you guys to go up three two. Three to and, two. And in Game Six in their barn. In the in the old Listy Memorial where we broadcast from right behind the fucking penalty boxes, we would plug a phone line in down there, like real old school radio. We had a phone line and the plug was against the inside of the boards. So like, and it was obviously an old phone line rig, right? So like, Oh, it had to be the barn was built in 1800s. Yeah. So like put any money into that barn. We got new Zamboni. They got new Zamboni 10 years ago. That's about it. A million percent. It, it was, it had seen its best days. And so we're like, uh, anytime that something like hit the boards there just right, sometimes it would knock the connection loose, but it would only drop for like a second. Sure enough, biggest fucking moment of the year. You make an unbelievable save to our right in the arena. And Steve is losing his mind at the save. I'm like just laughing. And of course the Cyclones throw the puck out. I think Keaton Willis threw it into the neutral zone and the puck came right in front of the penalty boxes. Someone made a hit 
and whoever it was, I can't remember if it was Caleb Warren or whoever it was, took the hit and poked the puck up to Lee, and Jake Lee went in and buried it. Yeah, we're you losing know our mind. Oh yeah. It was like so yeah, we're sitting there losing our minds, like huge overtime goal, so good. And we don't realize that we're off the air. Like we have no clue. We think yeah. that And we're you know there. what? I could say I could we could say that it was a phone core, but I remember I honestly remember that when I made that save, I didn't even know what happened. I think I blacked out for twenty seconds. But when I turned my head, Lee scored and I went nuts Blake Nichols right beside me he went nuts and all I see is my dad I swear he was never a track and field star but that guy jumped like five feet in the air and hit the glass I swear to god my dad was gonna go through the glass just to just to celebrate with us so I bet it was my dad knocking the phone cord out I bet you it was it was totally well I mean we can blame him if you want but it definitely (laughs) wasn't that like we think we're on the air like we're freaking out and shit and then I'm like, I'm the color guy. So I'm starting to break the play down for everybody. And in like mid-sentence, Steve-O taps me and is like, I think we're off the fucking air. Oh and I was like, God. I was like, are oh you serious? Did you guys, like, did you, what, what did your bosses say? Did they say anything? N- no, because like, it's like it was just technical difficulties right like it's live sports this shit happens right like i bet you guys would have had a lot of views that night too i bet you did man it like you wouldn't believe the amount of emails we got and like no one was like angry or pissed off just yeah, people you couldn't do anything about it just people like e- like we had so many emails like going like oh we were so excited and then we didn't know what happened like that was generally yeah. what we got but like we're so rattled because like if i can like break down like the equipment like we we've got a codec machine and that basically sends our signal to the radio station and on it it shows you like a bar almost like a cell phone the signal yeah the signal of what your signal is right so now ever since that incident we call we refer to it at cknx as the jake lee incident the jake lee incident the jake lee incident and ever since then we have a little light on it yeah well i'm happy you guys get to call the uh well, game we clinched her, but yeah, that was uh, that was one. And I remember, like, you know, uh, in Lissy Barn, they had that uh, going out to the rink from the uh, Sykes room. They had that fire bell or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We would always like everyone would like be in the hallway ready to go, but like you know, to really let them know that we would uh, we were we were ready to go. They would hit that fireball if fire bell. And uh, or the fireball, I don't know, maybe, but the fireball or fire bell, and um, you know, every time hitting that, we would think it would go off. So we, because hell, you in the Listy Barn, you would not know what could happen. You honestly could not know what the power could have went out, and that would not surprise anybody. Oh, a thousand percent, man, and like, yeah. and I remember, yeah, I remember like the the dressing rooms were so close to each other that when we would listen to music before the games. We would have to keep it like PG because, you know, there would be little kids beside us that are getting undressed because they're getting off the edge. That's how close the rooms were together. Yeah, it's certainly not like that now. They got a great new rink. But back then, like, shit was very different. And, like, I remember, I remember too, like, uh, of all, like, the funny broadcast incidents we had there, 
Um, that one probably being the top. And like you mentioned your dad too, like after that goal went in and he was over in the corner, he ran by us and like slapped us both on the back so hard. <laughs> like, cause we, cause we did get back on the air, like right after the goal, we were probably off the air for like 25 seconds, but it was the best yeah. 25 seconds. Yeah. And so we now we have a little light that tells us that we're on air. But like, yeah, I remember your dad running by us and smacking us. And yeah, that was uh, quite the that was quite the, that was quite the night. And that that yeah, night, I literally too, remember that night. So. What what compounded it too was like Sabs was so broke up about it. Like he was like, I can't believe it. Like that we don't Dude, have that. Flakes. He was eating his frosted flakes later that night, just in sorrow. Dude, he was so rattled, and and so was I. And what made it worse too was um, back then, and they still do it now in the new beer gardens. They'll they would turn our radio feed on. Obviously, it would be yes, delayed a yes, couple yes, seconds, yes, yes. but they would turn it on. And like, I remember looking over to our left, watching Lee score, and seeing everybody upstairs like waving at us. And yeah. They were waving because we were off the air, but I just thought they were waving like, oh, wow, they scored. But like yeah. everyone told us after, oh, you, you went off the air. And it made it so much worse because that was the first night I met your girlfriend because her and her parents were driving to the rink listening yeah. to the game and they met you there yeah. after. So I meet her and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm Brock's girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And she was like, you guys did such a great job tonight. But we had no idea what happened at the end. I was like, I know. I know. I know. I know. I was yeah, so but, choked. Yeah. No, that team, that team was, uh, that team was legit. I mean, you know, we got Lee going to Kinesis now. Maxie's going to um, Alabama Huntsville. Alabama Huntsville. Dealstra, you know, he's captain of Alberni. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter yeah. the other day. That's so yeah, sick we were, for him. Yeah. Are you talking to him? Yeah. I'm, happy for him but yeah captain you know um yeah it was uh it was quite the and you know she got holding you know he's always tearing it up her hardest worker so yeah it was a a merce came down merce came down to uh lead the team but uh yeah that was uh that was quite we had a yeah we had a dream team there we had a we had quite the horses on that team that year i agree and obviously the next year after you'd moved on to the OHL, they won their first ever Sutherland Cup. But yeah, you, you yeah, go down that lineup. Out. You go down that lineup and you look at it like for for my money, it's one of the greatest junior B teams of all time. Like yeah, we could our fourth lines could have been first lines any team. A thousand percent. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy to look at what all those guys have done and mm-hmm. you know, even the grinders on that team, like Ben Van Ugum and and those guys went on and played college. Like it it's exactly it's not exactly. and, yeah. and Jaker Jaker won a national championship last year. The national yeah, and he's championship. actually the captain. He's and actually he's the captain, captain. Of Brooks this year. Yeah, That's he's the so captain crazy. of Brooks this year. Brooks yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, who would have thunk that uh Listwell, you know, that team two years has been sending off some high end skill. Just all winners, man. And and yeah. I think winners I think uh, I think that I think that Brooksy, Jason Brooks and and his staff really too, Jesse Cole and all those guys like you know obviously played a huge part in that. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy what well, they. But when you to. get like a high caliber 
stuff like that. It's like you can't say no. I mean, you know, Brooks, he's literally the man of list school, right? And uh, with his resume and Kohler's resume and Todd Norman's resume, you just, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard not to, you know, be coached by those guys. It's pretty incredible, man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, obviously you've, you've been able to do a ton in junior hockey. You're back out in one of the top, if not the top junior A circuit in Canada, uh, out in the BCHL, West Kelowna. Tell us a little yeah, bit about your West team. West Kelowna. I, uh, I actually have a story before West Kelowna. So when I was with uh, Windsor, and it was actually the Listle year I was with Windsor, not full-time with Windsor, but the Listle year I was up and down. And I remember going to my first game. Um, first game, uh, they, they played London Knights, and uh, Mikey, Mikey DiPietro went down with an injury or sick that day. And I got the call, and uh, Warren Reichel said, yeah, Brock, we need you up here. So I'm like, oh, holy shit, you know, I'm, I'm backing up. But it's, it's London. Like, London's always a powerhouse. So that was in my mind. But I walk into the dressing room and you got these NHL, you know, draftees, but like their prep for the game is just crazy. Crazy. Like you got one guy in the stall, stick handling, drinking three Red Bulls, but I'll never forget. So in Windsor, there was a dressing room, the medical room, and then the workout room. So I get my stuff in my stall. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go ride the bike. And uh, there was only four or five bikes. And uh, obviously, they don't even know who the goddamn, what my name is. So I, uh, I walk into the workout room, about to get on a bike, and Mikhail Sergachev grabs a bike. And he turns to me and says, what are you doing? I said, well, I was just going to ride the bike. He says, no, you can ride the bike out there. I go out to the hall. There's no bike there. Anyways, um, I, I come back into the room. I come back, I come back into the room. <laughs> And he's a big Russian, so I'm like, I'm not going to – and I'm, this is my first day with him, so I don't give a shit. So, anyways, come back into the workout room, and Sergey is literally, like, he's sitting on the bike, and he's looking – he's probably, like, two feet away from the mirror. But um, – because the room is surrounded by mirrors and stuff, it's a workout room. And he's on the bike, riding the bike, and he's, he's like, stick handling in, his, in the mirror riding the bike. So he was imagining plays on the ice, stick handling, riding the bike before the game. And that's just like, that's, that's preparation, but that's also like, you know, he, he was a, was he a first rounder of the NHL? Yeah. 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 yeah he was like, that's what, that's what they do, man. So like, that was a, that was a big eye opener for myself because, you know, you got all this NHL talent. And they just go the extra mile every single, even if it's crazy or stupid, they do it. Right. And uh, now he's tearing up in the NHL. But yeah, that was uh, that was quite the first day. You know, Mikel Sergeyev pretty much tells me to beat my beat my way around the uh, around the bike. And then I'd come in and he's stick handling by himself two feet away from the mirror. I thought, God damn, that six going through the mirror. But no, no. But yeah, so uh, I'm out West Kelowna right now. Um, you know, we're going through rebuild this year, but, you know, uh, I got lucky, you know, I played on a pretty good team last year. Um, a lot of, a lot of guys graduating, going to the NCAA, but you know, it's a, it's a good league out here. There's lots of skill. Uh, I find with the OHL um, and major junior, you know, that's like pro ready. Uh, yeah. like, that, that, that's pro ready. You know, you got, you got three years of major junior, then you're ready to step in. Right. Um, with junior a, you know, um, a lot of skill, 
and then they're going to go NCAA and play against men. Um, so, it, you know, it's all different routes. But, you know, um, I'm really lucky to be out here. It's a phenomenal league. Phenomenal league. And this year has been, you know, really well. Really, It's been going really well. I think it's going to work out really well for you, man. I, like, who knows what could happen? I mean, you could end up fucking going and playing in Europe or one of the fucking pro leagues here. I mean, yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of doors. I, that's what a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, yeah. You're not a major junior, well, I mean, but like, dude, like, there's so many routes. It's not even funny. It's so, so many. Like, fuck, Jordan Bennington. He was in the East Coast last year. God, he's a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Right. Like, there's so many routes. It's not even funny. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll take it year by year, day by day. But you know, I'm loving my time right now, and there's much more than hockey. But right now, I'm I'm enjoying hockey and meeting a lot of new people. So it's good out here. Fucking A, man. Like, that's awesome, dude. And, yeah. and obviously, we're going to be paying attention to what you're up to out there. Um, obviously, you know, like, y- you've got a bit of a fallback in that, too, right? Where, like, I always I always remember talking to you, uh, even from when we first kind of started hanging out. And, and uh, like, I always got the vibe from you that, like, you, you just love being around the rink and, like, you're a good teacher and and now you've got like your own fucking goalie school going on. Tell yeah, people about so, that shit. Yeah, it's uh, goal line goalie training. Um, first year, can't believe how well it's going. To be honest, you know, um, just throwing my name out there everywhere, um, and uh, you know that's that's what I got to do right now. But you know, it's been really well, um, and uh, yeah, goal line goalie training. Um, I'm, I'm still working out here for it. Uh, I got a, I got a couple head instructors working things back home for me right now. And we're, we're crazy busy. Not going to lie. We're crazy busy right now. So it's been good. Yeah. It's been real good. I've seen, yeah, I've seen it. You can fucking find out more about that on Facebook. They've got an Instagram account, Stratford field house. Yeah. And, and your yeah. dad is your old man is heavily involved over there. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he started that up. And uh, it's been going really well. Fuck, pickleball, man. Who would have thunk it? Like, pickleball, I swear to God, it is, like, the biggest sport right now. Dude, fucking people. If you're you're 40-plus and you're not playing pickleball, you are, like, you're a sieve. You are a a loser, dude. Yeah. It's so funny you said that, Vic, because I was, like, I was literally about to say, like, people having midlife crises are just, like, joining pickleball leagues. (laughs) Exactly. Like, they're not buying anything. They're not buying a boat or anything. They're just joining pickleball leagues just to pound people into the dirt. You used to yeah. just like fucking like sell your house and buy a Corvette. No, I'm playing yeah. pickleball. I'm playing pickleball. I'm taking it out on the goddamn racket every time I do. I don't care if she's 70 or 50. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, so with yeah. you, so with you, you know, uh, obviously you're a big name back home and TSN, TSN. Leading yeah. sports provider. Um, tell us about that. So, like, you you're gonna start back up with uh, the dart guy. Does he have darts in the studio, by the way? Does no. He, does he even smoke? Does he even smoke? Yeah, he totally does. Like, he quit for a little while, but like, he's like just completely uh, back on the wagon. Yeah, no, it's fine. What like the, what's unfortunate though is this year the show isn't coming back, which Whoa. which is a bummer, but. Um, so like who we're talking about, uh, Jason Maslikow, AKA dark guy to all you leaf nations fans out there and really hockey fans in general, he became super huge. Um, 
he uh, yeah he he had his own show on TSN for a couple seasons, and uh, originally he was doing it with a really well known uh, Toronto radio guy named Todd Shapiro, who's a super funny dude, and like Todd used to be like on the edge with like Dean yeah. Blundell and shit. Um, yeah. so they started and then Todd couldn't really do it anymore. And, and Jason and I, I met dark guy, um, at like a charity event and, yeah. uh, that we were both emceeing and I had never met him before. It turned out to be just an unbelievable cool guy. We started hanging out a little bit. And then when Todd couldn't do the show anymore, it was on TSN 1050, like, you know, where they host overdrive and Leafs lunch and all that shit. Um, he was like, Hey, so like, I need a co-host. Um, do you want to do it and like work with me at TSN on the weekends? I was like, fucking uh, right, say I will. God yeah, damn. Where do I sign, right? And so, um, yeah, I I took over as as the permanent co-host in I don't know, I would say like February of this year, and we rode out the rest of the season and into the playoffs up until when Toronto got put out. And originally, yeah, well, uh. And then, and then originally the plan was to kick it back off again in September, but TSN, like a lot of media companies, uh, not just in Canada, really everywhere, uh, you know, made a bunch of cuts and they, yeah, they cut I... and staff. And so like now on weekends, they'll either run live stuff or, or they'll just like compile a bunch of like best of stuff. They really cut down on their weekend staff. And so but why? Like, I, I don't understand why. Like, Sportsnet is going to take a huge hit this year. Huge. They are. Um, huge. They cut Bob McCowan. First yeah, off. that was Like, that, that guy was is huge. Crazy. Like, uh, like, obviously growing up, you know, you get in your parents' car and you don't have much shit about the radio. Every time I got in my dad's car, it was Bob McCowan. Yeah, To man. this day, it was still Bob McCowan. Like, yeah. that was a huge hit. Now they cut um, Nick Caprios and um, Doug McLean. Doug McLean, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Like, I I love I love the job I do and everything like that. And like, I'm I'm pretty lucky where I'm at. Like, it's a privately owned corporation and everything like that. Like, it, we have nothing to do with say a Rogers or, or Bell that owns TSN and, and CTV. Like they'll, those companies will, will spend a bunch of money on properties. And then if things don't work out or, you know, advertising takes a hit, like that's the lifeblood of the industry. They'll cut people. It's the easiest thing to do is just cut back on salaries, cut back on programming because it saves you money immediately. Um, And you're seeing that with Sportsnet now where they spent $2 billion to get the NHL rights exclusively for like what was it like 12 years and we're only yeah. halfway through that deal and they're and they're cutting yeah. people and it's because well one for a long time at the start of the deal the canadian there were next to no canadian teams making the playoffs and when they did they were out immediately so canadian advertisers, how do you do yeah well exactly man and that's the biggest property them and the habs right and when they're not in the fucking playoffs or when a team like Calgary or whoever Ottawa for for a little bit there was making the playoffs, they'd go out early and then Canadian advertisers back their money out. And so now yeah. Sportsnet's losing money. And yeah. that's one of a number of factors. But that's why you see those cuts is because they I they went don't... way too deep on that, on that NHL deal. You got to 
I always have a quote, like, you got to spend money to make money. You do. You absolutely you do. do. And if you cut the big names, Doug McClain, Nick Caprios, like, you're not going to make, you're not going to get the views. People will sit in their living rooms eating pounds of ice cream in between <sighs> periods just to watch those guys. Me. Yeah. No, it's just to get their different perspective and half the time they don't agree with them, but they watch them just because they're, they're them and they, they have knowledge of the game. I, right? Yeah, you're right, man. And I mean, that's the thing, like, like I've always been a big TSN guy. I love Bob McKenzie. He was like the whole reason I got into the industry and I've been lucky enough to meet Bob a number of different times and, and tell him that and talk to him. And he's a top end dude, like really, really yeah. great guy. Um, I, I've, I struggle to think of many people that I've met, including a number of pretty famous people in, in sports broadcasting. I've been lucky, obviously working at TSN a little bit to meet everybody. And I can't think of one person who, you know, was a dick to me or anything. Like everybody was like super accommodating. Craig button comes yeah. to mind. Like Craig button was a super cool guy. Um, and gave me a lot of good pointers, but yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, man, that's the state of the industry, but you know, live sports is kind of like the only thing left for network television now, man. 100% of this. 100% of this. Everybody's, yeah everybody's streaming shit now and and that's just the way it is i'm streaming sports right now i'm, I'm like yeah I'm, well I'm watching yeah football. like like uh, a couple times this year fuck i went to turn on the blue jays game and god it was on facebook i'm like what the frick is going on well man like i'm not get, gonna log into facebook and watch a blue jays game like you turn it on to. sports man you might have to turn it man. on tsn wake up that's the thing, though, man. Like, get more used to that because, you know, oh, streaming. Fuck, we're and... gonna have, in 20, 2024, we're going to have Netflix streaming Blue Jays games. You might. Like, that's the thing, right? It's like the, the MLB is, like, kind of ahead of the curve in terms of partnering with online platforms. And I know a lot you of You can people... watch an MLB game anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. You, to you totally can, man. Apple TV, all of it. it it's crazy. Um, and... I don't know, like a lot of people get bothered by the exclusivity of it where it's like it's only available on YouTube or whatever. But like that's that's the way things are going to be going, man, because people know, now crazy. they want content whenever they want at their fingertips right away. And obviously you can't have live games because uh, the game starts when the game starts. But in terms of extra content and stuff. That's that's the type of partnerships we're probably gonna end up seeing a lot fucking. Mark my kids. words right here. Mark my words. It's September nineteenth. I bet you in three two years. Two years. Mark my words clip this two years. Instagram will have NHL sports. They will have sports on their feed. You can uh, watch a live game on Instagram. Mark my words, clip it, put it in the grave. That's not that's not we're burying that one that that's not uh that's not outlandish at all man i i like yeah. i can completely i can completely see that happening i it like that wouldn't yeah. shock me whatsoever um yeah. no i mean yeah i've been pretty lucky and obviously like i mentioned earlier i i've had two relatives play in the nhl both of them still work in the nhl which is pretty cool obviously uh, you can tell off my last name my cousin chris played for a long time Captain yep. the Buffalo Sabres scored some pretty big fucking overtime goals. Uh, oh yeah, he did. 
won a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. What a Not big, big deal. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I love spitting chicklets, man. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Give them a listen, too, if you're not already yeah. listening to those guys. Um, yeah, and, and then my other cousin on my mom's side of the family, Brad Shaw, another one of my big heroes, he, uh, he, he played in the NHL for quite a while and then got into coaching, and he's been coaching for a long time. And the last couple seasons, including this one coming up, he's he's riding shotgun with torts in Columbus. Not a fuck. That guy ripped his players the other week. Did you see that? Ripped yep. them. Wierenski, Yeah, he was torching Wierenski. Yeah, well, who the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Bob Bob would take Bobarowski, 10 million, Florida, no tax, fucking country. God damn it, he's in. Good night. Like, yeah, honestly. They better make the final playoffs. And right? Canary signed for what, 11.6? How, how you doing? Yeah, eleven six. Fuck, that's so yeah, crazy. Like, he's making more money than Marner, more money than Matthews. But Panarin, yeah, that guy, uh, eleven six for what? Thirty goals, forty assists, and good fucking hair. Good hair. Yeah, he's got great flow, eh? The bread man. Yeah, like, good he, flow. He Coming knows right what out he's the doing. Size of the bucket, he knows what he's fucking doing. He, I want to sign up for that barber. He is gonna be a big hit in NYC. Yeah. Yeah, dude, those those guys turn it around so quickly, oh, so man. quickly. Like I honestly think two year picture, Capo Caco, however the fuck you pronounce it, stud, Hank Lundquist, Cup. He's gonna be a Stanley Cup champion in two years. I really hope so, man. Like I, I'm not that a Rangers guy fan. Is deserving. He is deserving of it. Him and Robin Leonard. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, I could get behind Leonard winning a cup after all the cool work he's done, but. Yeah. Hank is kind of that like next level guy, right? Where like after Ovi, it was especially for me being a, a big Caps fan. It's like Hank and like Joe Thornton are those guys now. Where it's like, man, it'd be cool to see them win a cup. I, like, I just think if San Jose, like San Jose, is always in it every year, but like they just can't get it done. But if you if you realize, I don't know, it's a tough situation for them because they're in it every year and they're trading for these big pieces. Like you just gotta, you know, you gotta give Joe your cup. You have to. I like. I would love to see him win a cup. Like he's done so much good stuff for the league, and like he's he's one of the best players of his generation. Like he's yeah. he's one of the best passers ever. Um, it would be it would be sick. Like, and they still have a great team. Um, speaking of that shit, now now that we've we've kind of delved into the podcast a little bit, people are getting to know us a little bit, and, and we hope you enjoy the show. And uh, we've got, before we move on here, we've got an Instagram account set up. Brock, why don't you give us the details? Yeah, yeah. before we get going, I mean, I've been sitting in this fucking chair for two hours. Uh, an hour and a half of it was just trying to figure out how the fuck we do this. But, um, yeah, so the Instagram is double minor two R's. Some guy uh, already took double minor, so we got double minor two R's. Give us a, a follow and, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, you guys will stay up to date. We're going to get lots of guests on this podcast. Um, yeah, we're just two guys, you know, loving sports, loving life, and just uh, shooting the shit. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. Um, but definitely follow us on uh, social media, and uh, we'll keep you guys up to date. I've just followed our account now. So, yeah, get on it. Double minor with two oh, yeah, R's at the end. And, uh, and we're going to get a Twitter account set up, too, and a Facebook page where you can find our podcast. 
We'll get it on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, man, so like I said, we're talking about fucking San Jose here. How about our boy Ryan Merkley? Yeah, so uh, while me and uh, while me and Drews were uh, trying to figure out how we even do this podcast, came across my phone that Ryan Merkley went down to Caledonia. Junior B. What the no diss at Junior B. No, no diss at Junior B. It's a good league, good hockey, but the guy went first round to the to the show. It's to a, the show. I can't His remember NHL the last time this happened. Would probably be over seventy because he just went. He just went first round of the show, and he's what his ELC is going to pay him. You know, thousands of dollars every two weeks, and he's just going to tear it up. He is going to have three point nights left, right, and center. I can't believe it. Like it's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He he was a first overall OHL pick. The Guelph Storm picked him first overall. Fuck, I want to say that was like 2016, and I was there. I was I covered the press conference. There was only like a couple media members invited, and I was one of them. Um, and uh, I I went and like he seemed like a good kid, and I actually watched him and did play-by-play for his games when he played at the OHL Gold Cup, and his team won. He he destroyed the tournament. He had, like, 12 points in, like, seven games. Then he goes in the OHL, just puts up unreal numbers, can't defend worth half a shit. And, like, I like the kid. I think he's a nice kid. Like, uh, every interaction I've ever had with him has been nice. But, again, I'm not around him every day. And, like, you read these rumors, man – and, and, and like you see, you see numerous people in hockey, like including guys in the know, like, like Bobby Mack, like when, when his draft came around two years ago, Bobby Mack and, and Craig Button and, and all those guys were saying, listen, we've talked to coaches and scouts and former teammates, whatever, man. And everybody says the same thing that year, if he had his head screwed on, right. He probably would have been a top five pick. His talent 100%. is literally there, but this talent off the charts. He's got a screw loose where, like, and I've seen it like covering the Guelph Storm, where like he will snap on guys. He'll snap. Oh on yeah, guys. I remember. I remember in Windsor we played in Guelph, and I swear to God he would like he would seriously like. Every shift, he would hack a guy across the across the hands. Oh yeah! Every shift, every shift. It was something, man. Like, but like the crazy thing is, right? Is like you can get away with so much like juvenile shit in in junior. Oh yeah. When oh, when yeah. you're that good, right? Because like, yeah, he would take like. Because you respect him. He would take two or three slashing penalties, but then he like they'd get on the power play and he'd have four points. Exactly. Like exactly. And, and now and like even though he was a I don't know quote unquote flight risk, San Jose took him twenty first overall in in the draft that year and thought hey you know we've already got a good system here that was back when they still had Timo Meyer coming through Hurdle was still establishing himself they're like we got a pretty good young crop here we can take a bit of a risk here because if if Merkley gets himself together and becomes a good pro, that's an unbelievable pick at yeah. 21 to get a defenseman that can do all those things. However, 
I have never, ever, and I, again, I don't know Ryan that well. I covered him as a media person, and and, and any interaction I had with him was, was fine. Uh, and, and I say this with all respect to his talent. I've never once seen him put any effort into defending his own zone. And, like, that's a problem. And, yeah, like... It 100% is. Yeah, I've never met the guy. I haven't... But I played against him, and, you know... He's a difference maker on the ice. There's no question. He's a difference maker on the ice. He can go end to end so silky and go like top cheddar, and the game is 3 2 Blow or 3 2 Peterborough. Doesn't matter. But, you know, like you said, something, I don't know, something just doesn't doesn't click right. And uh, yeah, he's in Caledonia now. So it's I'm so just, strange. I'm just, uh, I'm beyond confused on what San Jose thinks what they're going to do. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, and I guess he's going to be in the lineup Friday night, tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, I don't it's know. It's crazy stuff, man. And, and like, uh, I, I can't think of a, of a situation like this where like a high end NHL draft pick went and played junior. First round. First round. First round First pick. Round. And he's going to go play. He signed. B. He signed. He signed his ELC. He's set for life, pretty much. He's going to – he like, he has an opportunity here, like, to have a good career, but I don't know what playing a year in junior B with the Caledonia Corvairs, who, of course, are a controversial hockey yeah. club. But they've yeah. got him, and, like, now they've got Nick McHugh, former Kitchener Ranger. Like, Eric they just – they just rake guys, man. Like all yeah, the yeah. overage OHL guys, they just rake junior A players in there. They're a million yeah. percent paying them. Like that's yeah. a well-known fact. That's a big controversy. I saw a couple of tweets tonight on that too. You know, major junior, junior A are, you know, getting kind of fed up with lower teams, you know, paying guys to come back and play, right? So. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think everyone's kind of in shock right now that he went back. And um, you can talk about this year, but what's going to happen for his future? I have right? no idea. That's the uh, thing. Like, what is this? What is this? What is a year of playing with Caledonia, like who's always a powerhouse? And and he's probably going to put up 100 points. Oh, what's yeah, that going to do? 100 points, 100%. What's that going to do for you? Like, it's. It's not going to help his game develop. Like, no disrespect, man. I love the GOJHL more than anybody. But for a guy of that talent level where you're trying, ideally, I think, to become a San Jose Shark, playing Junior B after everything you've already achieved at the OHL level, it's not going to do anything to develop his game. There's not a single player in Junior B right now that's even close to his skill level. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting. What a weird situation, man. I, I don't know. Like, that's going to be something, man. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there you go. Like, that's, uh, that's just a little introduction from us, um, from Double Minor. We'll, uh, we'll be having podcasts every week, keeping you guys up to date what's going on. But, uh, yeah, just two guys shooting the shit, like I said, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Again, like, I mean, I, I'm on a bunch of different shows. I'm, you know, working at CKNX covering hockey. This, this is literally just like a passion project that 
Brock and I have talked about for a while, like literally us just goofing off, talking okay. about whatever we want in hockey. Big Leaf fan, man. What do you think? Big like, Leaf fan. Um, Marner. You know, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, are you happy with the deal? Or like, are you just relieved he's back? Relieved he's back. He had a he had a deal for eight years, eleven mil. Why I don't know why he wouldn't take that, but you know, six years at ten point eight eight nine three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's uh, it's yeah, he's gonna be back. We got a lot. You know, when you add Tyson Berry, Jason Spezza, Cody CC, you know, those guys are those guys aren't gonna bring your team down. They're gonna they're gonna help you out. But you know, we just need to get past that round one hump. At round one, but you know it's going to be an exciting year for Leaf Nation, and you know I'm going to be right in the thick of things and checking them out and everything. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. I think so too, man. I think that they're going to be in good shape. They're certainly better for having Marner in the lineup. You know, for the Leaf fans that are kind of you know freaking out about our our what's our salary cap going to be like, I would just say like be all in on this year. Have fun with it. The team is very good. And, and again, uh, I'll say this, too, like being a big Washington fan, um, you know, if you go out in the first round again, I, I understand it's extremely frustrating. That's got And that changes will have to be made if that happens, certainly. But I'll tell you this, man. I, I watched for a decade plus after Ovi and, and Backstrom and all these guys rolled through. Uh, Stanley Cup, man, next year, like for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe next year. I, it's I always watched... that year that you're not expecting. Yeah. It, like, and, and it, yeah, it was literally finally like the first year that a lot of people were like, maybe the Caps are just past it. And then they finally did it. And, yeah. and it was a weird situation because, I mean, if you if you look back at that team a couple of years ago, yeah, and... we lost a ton of guys. And it was yeah. like, well, I guess it's Ovi and everybody else. They won the cup. So, I mean, you know, Leaf fans, you know, I, I hate saying this after 50 years. You, you can't, need, you can't, yeah, you can't. Be patient. Just, be patient, exactly. You can't live up to expectations. Awesome, man. Well, hey, man, it was a great first opening episode. I think people are really yeah, going right. to enjoy this. We're, we're literally building from the ground up. Follow us on Instagram, Double Miner with two R's. Uh, we're going to get on the next episode. We'll have the Twitter account up. We'll have a Facebook page. You guys can follow us there. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, Bizey, buddy, this has been a, a great opener. I think it's people gonna are going to be like fun, this. buddy. It's going to be fun. Absolutely, dude. All right, man. Well, we'll talk right. to you next week, we'll, uh, bud. We'll see you guys next week. And, uh, oh boy, let's do it again.